Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Wastes podcast, the TJW podcast for November 17th, 2023. And this is a very significant day in Star Wars history. This is today, November 17th, is the 45th anniversary of the uh, one-time shown Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, everyone has their love-hate relationship with this, uh, you know, I would call it a a significant piece of of Star Wars history. I know uh, George Lucas doesn't want to remember it, but uh, it did have, uh, you know, the big three stars in it. It had uh, Luke Luke Han and uh, Leia, uh, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca, um, and over time, this, uh, this, this, you know, the, 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 I guess the, the, the novelty of the show or the notoriety of the show is, uh, you do have small bits of pieces that uh, people remember as saying, no, that wasn't so bad. Yes. It, 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 it was a very unusual and strange, uh, <laughs> strange broadcast, but this is uh, something that is, that is significant. Um, you can see what they were trying to do at the time in the late 70s to put together a variety show and Star Wars had just hit its like, you know, huge mark with having that, uh, you know, A New Hope come out and their and their plans for uh, a follow up movie being The Empire Strikes Back. Um, obviously, the, the, the nice big point of that, or I should say the, the high point of the holiday special was that uh, nine minute animated uh, short uh about Boba Fett and an adventure with uh, with Chewbacca and Han and Luke, so that was uh, always uh, you know a high point in the show. And I think another another high point, which uh, I think people have gotten around to 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 you know embracing, is this concept of Life Day. And uh, you know just recently the Vintage Collection came out the the, ha- or the Hasbro Vintage Collection uh, three and three quarter inch figures came out with a uh, a Chewbacca Life Day version with him in the red robe and holding that that globe um, and it's it's sounding like hotcakes <laughs> yeah I wish there was a six inch uh, uh, Black Series figure of Chewbacca from the from Life Day um, that that would be pretty cool I, I'm sure they're gonna do that at least sometime sometime soon. So uh, I'd be looking out for that. Although I, 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 that that Life Day one of Chewbacca, you can get into the vintage collection, and I don't collect that uh, series anymore. Uh, I might have to pick that pick that one up. And it seems like every year is now, uh, Marvel Comics is putting out a, a Life Day special uh, comic uh, around this time of the year as well too. So um, you know, I guess you know everything. If you give it time to uh, to, to sit around for long enough, people get uh, nostalgic about it, and they actually start to see some some good in it so uh there you go 45th anniversary of the star wars holiday special i hope uh you find some way of enjoying it i think i told you uh yesterday as well too that a a great way to enjoy it is by going over to the norselegion.com website into their store and uh, they're having a great uh celebration a, a 45th anniversary celebration uh, where all their uh, all their goods are are are, are being sold for fifteen uh, percent off. You got to put in the uh, code Life Day uh, when you're checking out, uh, but be sure to check that out. Kevin Lyle's a great artist. Uh, you know, I've had him before on on the podcast. Uh, you've heard him before as well too on on other podcasts as as well as. Uh, um, I remember seeing him on that show, A Comic Book Man, a bunch of years ago as well, too. Uh, but he's the one uh, who I've, I've spoken to at, at places like Super Mega Fest and Framingham and at Renown Comic Con. Really good guy. Nice to get to know him. And uh, if, if you want to get some good Star Wars swag, you know, stop by his uh, his site. 
uh, Norse Legion and uh, be sure to pick up some stuff for for the holidays as well too. Um, another nice thing I think I'd mentioned as well too, if you're looking for another good piece of Star Wars holiday swag to add to your collection. Uh, you know, I obviously this is the, the podcast that you know I enjoy collecting uh, Star Wars uh, literature uh, and, 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 and books. But one of the things that I saw here on my radar, I mentioned uh, John Celestri, who had animated the first appearance of Boba Fett in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, from his website, he is offering the Boba Fett Star Wars Holiday Special Animation Pack. And uh, this is a great, uh, great trade paperback book, about 64 pages. Has uh, the script, actually, the actual script that was used uh, for the holiday special for that uh, Boba Fett animated short, as well as a lot of the character model sheets. Uh, as well too so not only do you get like Boba Fett but you also get to see uh, you know some concept sketches of uh, of Chewbacca and, and and Boba Fett and the rest of the crew that that creature that Boba Fett was riding at the beginning of the uh, of that short so uh, yeah it's it's being sold right now uh, from his website if you go to John Celestrycomics.square.site uh, he has that book for uh, 35 bucks. Uh, not too bad. And, uh, you know, that I, I might be putting that on my list as well, too. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind as, as, as you're wondering what ways can you, or, or in what way can you celebrate the 45th anniversary of the Star Wars Holiday Special? So that's, uh, the, the, those are a couple of the ideas. Uh, one other way that you can celebrate it is by listening to episode two of the Star Wars NPR radio drama from a new hope we're going to be talking about that today this one we did it yesterday we did uh, when to shake the stars and today we're going to talk about episode two points of origin so we learned this up ep- in the opening of the uh, the episode that princess leia is an imperial senator but is working with the rebellion and this is another episode which uh is it was not shown in a new hope uh it may have been written about in uh, the actual no- novelization itself but uh, I don't think there's any other place around where we're, where we're seeing a live action or, or any type of, uh, you know, uh, a media that, that has this uh, story of Princess Leia. So the episode opens at an Imperial outpost and uh, it, you, you can see that they are the, the officers there are about to do an inspection on Leia's ship which they think is uh, providing medical supplies and humanitarian aid to the population of this planet Tier. So the Imperial officers and the commanding officer, his name is Lord Tyon, they're gloating over, you know, the Empire's ability to take over this uh, planet, uh, to take control of it, and to purify the planet from their of their rebel troublemakers. So uh, we are told that uh, Darth Vader is on the planet, and that there's also a surveillance system that they're going to be activating to uh, to be able to listen in on the population's conversations and to to just to keep an eye on them. One thing we learn about in this episode, this Lord Tyon, uh, he has an eye for Princess Leia. And he, uh, he it's funny, he, he, he speaks to these Imperial officers about, it, it's almost like, you know, a twofold uh, analysis of, of, of Leia when Lord Tyon talks about her. You know, she's beautiful and kind and smart. And at the same time, she is so naive. And all she does is like to run around and help people and provide, you know, humanitarian aid to them. Uh, he is he is a, 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 a an imperial officer to to the hilt. He is uh, he he's, he's a bit ruthless. He is he he is one hundred percent an imperial officer, and he uh, you know he, he he's an interesting character in this in this in this episode here. 
Um, but even though he has this eye for Leia and she finds her very attractive, he still demands of her to know what her business is doing on, on, on Rialtier and why she and her, the captain of her ship, have landed here. So Leia and the captain, Captain Antilles, uh, while offering humanitarian aid, are also there, which he, they, they don't know right now. They're there to make contact with a rebel that has information vital to the Rebel Alliance. Um, that's not, you know, specifically said about that, uh, in this episode, uh, but we're also told as, as well to, in addition to the supplies that they are, that they're giving here, um, there's also, I think, some military, um, tech and aid that they're bringing as well too for the population as well too which they're hoping that the imperials will not find as they try to stall them from from inspecting the ship um lord tyon tells them the emperor's policy of emergency powers are invoked at this time on this planet and that all troublemakers all these rebel troublemakers are going to be rooted out uh, Leia learns that the leadership of Raltir has been executed. A blockade up around the planet has been set up, which is the reason why I guess her, her, her uh, ship had to land where at the Imperial base there. And uh, that prison camps are, are have been set up as well, too. So uh, it's, it's one of these, uh, you know, all too real situations where you see uh, a power come in and start, uh, you know, abusing the population and taking over for their own uh, for their own tyrannical purposes. In the conversation that Leia has with Lord Tyon, he suggests that uh, you know that he should take some time and 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 visit uh, Alderan. You know, he says uh, they they should get to know each other better. You know, we know he he thinks she's 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 pretty and kind and and he he likes her. And uh, in, in, in plain terms, he asked during this entire <laughs> this entire inspection of, of, of the ship or, or the, the potential inspection of the ship, you know, he basically asks her out on a date. He's like, what are you doing for dinner? And, <laughs> and when he asks that, you know, a report comes through saying that there has been a skirmish involving uh, involving uh, rebels. So he, he takes some troops. He's going to set off to uh, stop the skirmish. And uh, as he leaves, an injured rebel enters the scene and comes to uh, Leia and Antilles. So Antilles is concerned, uh, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, that the supplies that they are delivering is going to give away their ties to the rebellion. Um, not only that, but this injured rebel tells them as he as he comes towards them, he says he has information that he, ha he has to give to them that is stored by hypnotic imprint in his brain. Uh, but he can't say anything right now because uh, there is the new surveillance system, the new monitoring system, monitoring system that will spy on conversations on the planet. Uh, the surveillance system, we're told, is about to be activated right at this moment. But uh, this rebel is injured, needs medical attention, and, and Leia wants to help him. Uh, just as they're as 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 they're having this conversation with this rebel spy, uh, who ends up showing up here? None other than the Dark Lord himself, Darth Vader, and his troops. And uh, they see, and, and she sees him with the troops, you know, up, you know, marching towards uh, herself and Antilles. They take the uh, the rebel spy, and they 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 hide him in a speeder that they were using. And uh, this is the first time we get to hear Darth Vader on the radio drama. Um, I can remember back when I was a kid, wondering, I wonder how. Darth Vader is going to sound on this show. Are they are they going to be bringing back James Earl Jones, and we're going to hear that 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 amazing voice of Darth Vader that that we heard in uh, in the movies? 
but uh, the vo James Earl Jones wasn't brought in for this, but he is, he is a voice by, uh, I believe, the late actor Brock Peters, uh, who was known for his roles uh, in, in some of the Star Trek movies. Um, I remember thinking as well, too, you know, when I hear the voice of Brock Peters, well, it, it, it does not sound like James Earl Jones, but it certainly does sound menacing. Uh, you know, he and Leia, you know, as they in their conversations, they're both tiptoeing around the idea that she has no idea what the skirmish is all about. But uh, Vader tells her he suspects that perhaps this is a diversion for something else going on here. And you can tell that he is incredibly suspicious of Leia. He's always has been suspicious of Leia, and uh, but he just doesn't have enough to do something about it. Um, and an interesting thing about uh, Brock Peters' voice, uh, they do mechanize his voice as if it was in his head was in that uh, voice modulator on, in that Darth Vader helmet, just like they did for James Earl Jones. Um, we know that Leia is this very high-profile Imperial Senator who is known for, for being a humanitarian, but like I said, Vader knows something is up with her, but he just can't do anything about it right now. Um, still, he insists that her ship be searched for any connections to uh, to the rebellion. But Leia states that uh, you know she knows all about like you know uh, the the you know imperial law, and she says that only Lord Tyan can be the one to order her ship to be searched. And Vader acquiesces at this time and takes his troops and goes off to uh, quell the skirmish that is that is going on where Lord Tyan uh, has gone. Um, Antilles thinks that uh, Tyon will search the ship, and uh, he is fearful that they are going to be discovered as rebel spies. And as Leia and Antilles put together a ploy they, they, that they hope will keep Tyon from searching the ship uh, by using the actual surveillance system when it activates. Um, again, in this, uh, in this episode, uh, you know... They, uses so many good parts of the soundtrack here in 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 this episode uh, specifically um like i said before it is it's one of those it, it, this radio drama takes takes different pieces of the soundtrack that were used in different ways in the movie but does find ways of making them fit in within the episode that they're working with so that's a really nice aspect uh, again about uh, the radio drama here is is their use of the soundtrack um, I really like the performances that take place um, as well too. Um, you know, in, in these opening, in this, in this, these opening scenes here, um, especially here too. You know, Leia and Antilles, they they they're they're going to come together with some sort of, of ploy that they hope is going to keep Tyon from searching the ship. And they, like I said earlier, they're going to be using the surveillance system to their advantage here. So she and Antilles, as soon as the as soon as they're told that the surveillance system is on. She and Tilly's are having a conversation where she says that, uh, you know, if if Tyan goes and, and searches the ship, you know, that's going to anger Leia's father. And if he searches the ship, uh, it will put a, an end to any chance that he has of courting Leia at this time. And after this little ruse, they, they you know, they decide that they're just going to get back on their ship and they're going to head back off to, to, to Alderaan, uh, knowing that Tyon is going to be hearing this little bit of conversation unknowingly knowing that the that that they're they, they know the surveillance system is activated um as i said like i said these performances are are great here in raltier and it continues forward when when they get back to alderaan you know we saw alderaan during the clone wars animated series and as well in the obi-wan kenobi series as well as a quick moment uh, in revenge of the sith 
we get to see some of Alderaan, but uh, before that, it, it really was up to us to envision it in our minds at this time in the early 80s, uh, listening to this uh, radio drama. We have never, we never really saw Alderaan except as a planet being blown up. So uh, it was, it's interesting that this radio drama is in one sense the first time that we get to paint a picture of how we envision Alderaan as well. Um, a lot of royal etiquette is used uh, throughout when uh, when Leia arrives and is being announced to her father, Bail Organa. Uh, and it shows that this is, you know, while, while I think the understanding is that Alderaan is a, a form of a democratic society, um, there is a royalty to the house of, to, to the house of Alderaan. And uh, funny for me to think, you know, when I heard uh, Bail Organa's voice in this episode, um, you know, this is the first time we, we've heard a, a different Bail Organa speaking uh, that has not been portrayed by Jimmy Smith. And uh, it is a very different voice <laughs> than what Jimmy Smith does when he portrays uh, Bail Organa. But uh, the dialogue between Leia and Bail is interesting. There is a desire to do what they can to help those falling under the thumb of the Empire. But unlike Leia, Bail has his reservations about taking any actions that could possibly lead to uh, another war like the Clone Wars. But Leia, on the other hand, is very clear that she needs to help in whatever way uh, she can. Um, Bale is also very fearful that Leia will be exposed as a rebel conspirator and, and he can't envision his daughter actually taking up arms to kill. That is a big thing that he mentions here in this episode. Uh, I like how Leia says when, uh, you know, she, she walks from, she, she says how she walks from the spaceport back to the royal house and that it was, it was only a day, as she says, and she mentions that on her day from leaving the spaceport to getting back to the royal house, that she mentions the beauty of the nature of Alderaan. Um, another small moment in the in the episode, but uh, opens. This is like I said, a, a small part of the episode, but it really does open one's imagination to to envision what Alderaan might might look like uh, at this time. So uh, you know, just by indicating that there was a lot of beautiful nature around, you can imagine what what Alderaan looks like, and it's it's been played out nicely. I said like in in, in the in the Clone Wars as well as in the Obi Wan uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series. Um, the wounded rebel tells Bail that uh, there is a new battle station called da -da -da -da, the Death Star. Like we didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> that is going to go live soon, but uh, there's not much else detail that that he can tell. Bail suggests uh, a scheme that they invite Lord Tyon to dinner, and maybe in the course of the evening he will give them more details if he thinks that there is a way of getting closer to to, to Leia. Uh, and maybe securing a courtship with her. Leia agrees to it, even though we know she is disgusted by Lord Tyon. And, and throughout the evening, Tyon regales her with the tales of destruction and plunder by the Empire, which he thinks uh, will, will charm them. Uh, Bale plays along, giving, like, you know, fake laughs, and like, oh my goodness, that is something. But Leia just, you can imagine her just sitting there with a, a scowl on her face, looking really disgusted at uh, Tyon's uh, conversation. Uh, Tyon likes to say that, no, he is a soldier and he is a hunter, and that uh, while he's there in Alderaan, he plans to go hunting in Thon, which is an area in Alderaan, which the uh, they say the wildlife service there is culling the herd because their forage during the winter is going to be uh, scarce, and they're sort of like, you know, mercifully euthanizing some of these animals so that they don't have to suffer um but but lord tyon plans to go there and and just hunt them down 
Uh, he likes to think that Leia is, uh, is a naive girl, but doesn't realize that Leia is totally onto him. Um, during the conversation, he talks about advancement in technology that the Empire has made, to the point that he tells them about this new secret weapon that the Emperor is going to use to keep systems under control. Um, and, uh, you know, he tells them that Alderaan could provide a link, to, you know, or he could provide a link to Alderaan through the Empire through a marriage to Leia. And he thinks that he is going to be eventually the right-hand man to Governor Tarkin, who is heading this new project. And Tyon tells them that plans for this new battle station are being sent to the Imperial Vaults. Now, this is going to be a little bit different. They don't Obviously, you know, back in the early days, they had no idea of a planet of Scarif at the time. It hadn't been thought up yet. Uh, and it doesn't play out specifically like it does in, in Rogue One, as we see uh, Jin at that's in, in there, and she gets to, the, uh, to, the, to, to, to that huge uh, communications device and sends out the Death Star plans to, to the ship. Um, but uh, when Bail, in, the, in, the, in here, what we learn is that plans are heading towards the Imperial vaults when Bale and Leia realize uh, the potential terror of the Death Star because Tyon goes on talking about how this is not just a like a like a, a standard battle station this is a planet killer and it's going to scare the the you know it's going to scare systems into knowing that if you don't if you do not do what the Empire tells you, we're going to not just, you know, we're not going to go to war with you. We're just going to blow up your planet. So it's it, it, it shocks them both that something has actually been in the works for this long. Um, like I said, Tyne tells about the plans or tells about the plans for this new battle station. Um, but unfortunately, Leia shows her hand when in her tirade against Tyon, she, she uses the name Death Star, which makes Tyon realize that they are rebel spies. Uh, in her anger, you know, uh, you know, Bale tries to calm down the situation first and tells Tyon, sit down, you're in my house. But Tyon is, is not listening to them. He realizes then and there that this whole, this whole dinner <laughs> that he has gone to um, is is not a, is not to help in the courtship with Leia, but is but is 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 a ruse, and that uh, he he's he's the victim of it. So he gets angry. He stands up. He says, "I'm going to call the Imperial authorities here. We're going to question you." Uh, in her anger, there's a tussle between uh, Tyon and Leia and Bale, and somehow uh, Tyon pulls his blaster. Uh, Leia, I think, in the scuffle here, she's able to grab it and uh, she pulls the trigger and she kills him on the spot. Uh, right before that, uh, Tyon calls her and screams out, traitor. Uh, sort of like the same way, it reminded me a little bit how, uh, how Kylo Ren called, uh, called Finn traitor in, uh, in that lightsaber battle in uh, you know, The Force Awakens. Um, Bill, you know, after, after Tyon's death, uh, they, they fade away, the, 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 the scene fades away to the next scene where it shows Bale comforting Leia and tells her that Tyon's death is not her fault and that what they're going to do, they're going to move his body to the game preserve and they're going to make it look like he died in a hunting accident. Uh, during this time, they learn that the rebel spies have stolen the plans of the Death Star and they need to get them to the Rebel Alliance for analysis. So they have been able to manage to get them from the Empire, but now they've got to get it to uh, the leaders of the, uh, of the Rebel Alliance. Uh, Bale was going to go take the Tanavi 4 and uh, the ship uh, that, that the Royal House rides in, 
uh, to, to do this mission on his own. But Leia thinks it's safer to uh, to go with her or, or that this mission should be her mission. And Bale says he, he acquiesces to that and says that uh, Antilles has to go with her if she's going to insist on doing that. As the, uh, you know, she her idea was if I take the ship, the Empire already knows that she does a lot of humanitarian work and that she can disguise this mission as just going on another humanitarian run. Bale tells her that she is going to have to rendezvous with the rebels to get these plans. In addition, he wants her to make contact with General Obi-Wan Kenobi of the Clone Wars. This is the first time in the radio drama we hear of, uh, of Obi-Wan. Um, interesting as well, too, to hear the name Tannery 4 being mentioned, you know, here, that, that famous ship that we see flying in at the beginning of uh, Episode 4, New Hope, in the, in, in the actual film itself, in the movie. Um, nice use of uh, Leia's theme here as it plays in the background, the soundtrack of Leia's theme, the John Williams theme, in the background as Bale is uh, giving Leia her mission. Um, it ends there with uh, you know Leia rushing off to the ship with Antilles to get to 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 go and get the plans from the rebels and to head off to uh, to meet up with uh, Obi Wan so that she can bring Obi Wan back with the plans back to Alderaan so that they can bring all this information to the uh, to the Rebel Alliance. Um, some additional thoughts I had on this episode here. Uh, voice actress Anne Sachs is the voice actress for Leia. And uh, while it's not exactly sounding like the voice of Carrie Fisher, I can see how she is doing that, what I would call that royal inflection in, in, in the way she speaks on this episode. Um, Carrie Fisher did the same thing when she was uh, speaking as uh, Leia in the film itself, A New Hope. But she uh, she she stops doing that if you if you notice um, that that sort of like royal way of, of that royal inflection in the way she spoke in episode four we don't really hear it that much in in episode five six or or, or, or seven eight or nine um, I mentioned earlier about the disconnect I get listening to uh, the voice acting of of Bale as Jimmy Smith but uh, but but but. But how would we have known that back then that the prequel trilogy was in the works? So uh, while it's still strange sometimes to hear that when I listen to the radio drama that it's not Jimmy Smith's voice speaking to her, but it's this other this other act uh, voice actor who's doing it, uh, just just it just throws me off a little bit. Um, I liked the character of Lord Tyon. He was a really interesting character. Um, I wonder if they didn't kill him off, if he would have been a good opponent for Tarkin. Um, I say opponent because I have the feeling that uh, Tyon's desire for power would not have stopped with, uh, with, with Tarkin. Um, both of these guys are very calculating Imperial officers. Tarkin's story of his rise of power was done very well in James Luceno's book titled Tarkin. Uh, we know he was one not to fear Vader, so it would have been interesting to see uh, Tarkin and Tyon maybe butting heads and maybe seeing how they would also maybe butt heads with uh, Darth Vader as well too. Um, this was another favorite episode of mine from the radio drama because it was an expanded universe tale within the greater story of A New Hope and, and again um, another set of scenes and stories not in the movie but it fleshes out some other aspects of the story that we see in the movie that we can consider when we, when we re-watch those, uh, re those scenes in the movie. Um, I, I think it was, it was it was fun to give us a small a, a small taste of Vader, just to make us think uh, how he's portrayed on the radio. You know, here he hasn't used his lightsaber yet, he hasn't used the Force yet, 
he doesn't even throttle anyone physically <laughs> yet, at least not yet. Um, I can remember listening to this episode on the radio when I was a kid for the first time, and uh, I can remember afterwards um, opening up my uh, big Darth Vader uh, carrying case with all my figures in, taking out uh, my, uh, my my Vader figure and maybe the, the Leia figure, and trying to do redo that scene on on Rialtier between between them both, and using that voice of Brock Peters as opposed to the voice of James Earl Jones. So uh, nice memory I have uh, of, of those Kenner figures as well too, in connection with this episode. Uh, but that's 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 my analysis and thought of, of, of this episode here, episode two, Points of Origin. Uh, have you got a chance to listen to it? And if you have, what are your thoughts behind this episode? I'd love to hear it. If you have any thoughts about it, be sure to send me a message on the Traveling the Jungle Ways podcast Facebook page. Send me a message there. I'd love to get your input on what's going on. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next episode as well, too. The next episode, episode three, this is where we really start to get moving in, in, in the action of the story, is called Black Knight, White Princess, and Pawns. Well, we know who the Black Knight is, and we know who the White Princess is, but the Pawns? That's a good question. We'll, uh, we'll explore that more on the next episode of the Traveling Gentleman Waste podcast. Until then, I hope everybody has a wonderful Friday. Hope you have a good weekend. Enjoy celebrating the 45th anniversary of the Star Wars Holiday Special uh, in whatever way you like. Maybe you can find it on uh, on YouTube, or if you want to go purchase some of these items that I mentioned earlier, some swag from uh, Norse Legion, or go and get that book that I was mentioning from John Celestri, uh, or even try to find yourself that uh, Chewbacca figure. Uh, any, way, any, any of those ways is a great way to celebrate uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, I'm hoping to do a couple more episodes before uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. But until then, have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Have a good one, all.